Blog Talk Radio. This is Roof Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Jeff Broderick, and I'm going to be the host of Roof Talk Radio. We're going to come to you for about 15 minutes and discuss all things roofing. We're going to talk about facility managers and what they look for when it comes to managing the roof. We're going to talk about building owners and what's important to them. And most of all, we're going to talk about how we can approach this industry just a little bit differently. Coming up, Episode 4, Coatings, Are They a Good Option? Special guest Adam Weinstein is going to help break it all down. This is Roof Talk Radio. All right, and welcome, Roof Talk Radio listeners, to Episode 4 of Roof Talk Radio. And uh, today we are going to have a special guest on here. I'm really excited about that. Uh, dive into some great conversation and understand a little bit more about roof coatings and what are roof coatings all about? Are they a good solution? Are they not a good solution? What is the deal? You know, the longer I'm in this industry, the more I am convinced that there are a million different opinions um, that every single roofer, roofer and uh, roofing company has when it comes to what type of roof is the best roof out there and the best solution. And I often say to the people I do business with, if you were to surround a conference room full of different roofers and go around and ask that question to each one of them, you would get a different answer from each one of them. So when it is that confusing for roofers to get on the same page with what is the best option out there for building owners who need to go through a, a massive roof uh, renovation or roof replacement project, uh, I can only imagine how difficult it is for building owners themselves to try to put those pieces together and figure out what is the best solution for their building. So I'm hoping today we can kind of uh, break down some some uh, topics here that have been uh, thrown back and forth by different roofers out there when it comes to coatings and, and really get to the bottom of understanding if this is actually a good option. So Adam Weinstein, who is my special guest today, you know, he's been an industry expert here for about a decade that he's been in this industry and uh, has worked for one of the largest material suppliers in the country, is currently working with one of the largest coating manufacturers in the country, uh, has done a whole lot for the roofing industry, including uh, being the VP of the Central Roofing, uh, Central Florida Roofing Association. And uh, we are really excited to have him on here and hopefully clarify a little bit of some of the misconceptions. So, uh, Adam, thank you so much for being on. Jeff, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I was just saying that there are so many different opinions out there in the roofing industry when it comes to different types of roofs and different solutions. And one of the hottest uh, controversies out there, if you will, is the opinions that, that many people have of coatings and some of the, the perceptions and maybe misperceptions of, of, of coatings and whether they work, whether they don't work. Um, you know, I would like to kind of just dive into that a little bit with you today and, and see if we can pick some of that apart and figure out what are some of the pros and cons when it comes to coatings. So, you know, what are some of the biggest objections that you get hit with, Adam, when, when uh, talking to somebody about a coating? What are some of the things that they hit you with, with um, maybe some of the misperceptions that are out there? 
Um, I get all the time. Well, I, I just would love to put a, a, an acrylic on this uh, roof. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, that that's going to work well. Um, sometimes that's uh, not necessarily the case. Uh, there's some people that try to um, maybe do uh, polyurethane where, where they could much rather uh, be better served with the silicone. Um, butyls where, where they really need acrylics. Um, you know, the variety of different options out there kind of are endless, um, but uh, getting sure. – getting the right product for the right situation and understanding that, uh, you know, coatings uh, can be a, a great option uh, as far as a system when uh, they are installed properly uh, with qualified uh, roofing contractors and also, uh, you know, having the, the material be good quality and and also be something that uh, you know they're gonna look to to be backed by a warranty. Sure, um, sure. Those are, those are the things that that are uh, important. Um, and uh, coatings aren't a miracle in a bucket necessarily. Um, a lot of people try to use them that way. Uh, they can be a great choice for a commercial property. Um, they can be a great choice for for you know some some low slope applications some some higher slope applications but but really knowing what what the right choice is requires a little bit of uh some background and knowledge yeah so so if i understand uh correctly there are various types of uh, coatings so to just say coatings doesn't necessarily um, uh, break it down specifically as to what it is we're referring to. I hear acrylic, I hear uh, uh, silicone coatings. Um, I know there are reflective coatings out there. So there's all types of coatings and different types of coatings, and they're not all the same. If I understood what you were saying, that that understanding what the specific coating is for the right application is really a key to making sure they work. Would you say that um, coatings are always a good solution or are there times where coatings may or may not be the right solution? You know, that's a great question, Jeff. Uh, you know, in a lot of uh, my day-to-day um, business, uh, you know, I, I actually approve far fewer roofs for, for uh, being a, a good candidate for restoration um, than I, than I, you know, actually get a chance to, to prove. Um, so often uh, building owners, uh, facility managers, um, you know, wait too long in order to, to you know, be able to uh, save a roof from and, and have the opportunity and still be in that, you know, what I call like a window of opportunity to, to still be able to be restored. Um, sure. They, they, so many times the roof is out of sight, out of mind, and and it it doesn't become a problem until something is leaking. You know, there's some kind of uh, moisture intrusion going on, and and it's it's far more reactive than proactive roof uh, you know management. 
So wow, uh, wow, Adam, you are you are just uh, preaching preaching to the choir over here. In fact, thank you for name dropping my episode one out of sight, out of mind, and that is exactly what that was talking about in that show. So so yeah, you you couldn't be more right. You know, with a with the life cycle of a roof, you know, being let's just call it a 20-year a, a life cycle just on average if somebody maintains their roof well. Um, it, it sounds like you're saying that at a certain point of that life cycle, you kind of get beyond the point of a coating restoration maybe being that best option. And if, wait, and if a building owner waits too long, then that may not be a, a feasible option for them. Um, where Where is that window of opportunity that slowly starts to close? If, if you're looking at a 20-year lifespan of a roof, when does that window start to close for a coating as an option? You know, obviously, uh, depending on the area and, and the amount of, uh, of UV, you're talking anywhere in the uh, 10 to 15-year to area, uh, give or take, um, you know, during that time period, you, you might have had uh, a few repairs done. You might have had, you know, uh, as part of your maintenance package, you know, have somebody on the roof putting a little bit, you know, um, checking the, the caulking, checking, you know, different seams, uh, so on. That is the time where you should be planning ahead to to set up for for restoring your roof and and getting into a proactive, not reactive uh, way of thinking about it. Uh, that way you can save a whole ton of money. Uh, there's so many aspects between uh, the the energy savings and uh, the you know possible tax uh, incentives. Yeah, um, sure. Even energy incentives from from uh, from power manufacturers, uh, you know, the, that's the time you should be thinking about it between the ten and fifteen year range. Gotcha, gotcha. That's fantastic. So I do want to dive into a little bit of of some of those added benefits as well because I think that that's important uh, to kind of pull out. Uh, before we go any further, though, I do want to. Say if there's anybody listening right now that that has any questions, wants to weigh in, maybe ask Adam directly a question, or, or uh, just be part of the show at any time. Always, you can call into the the call in number, which is five one six four one eight five nine three six. It is also posted on the the live broadcast page. Um, and again, at any point you want to call in, uh, feel free to do so. Weigh in on the conversations, any questions that you might have. Uh, I'll read off your area code if you do happen to call in. Unfortunately, uh, I can't afford a switchboard operator, so we will be uh, just answering you live and letting you know what your area code is and that you're live on the air. But feel free to call in and weigh in. So as we continue to to talk more and more about coatings, uh, Adam, maybe you could clarify a couple of things um, with regard to the different types of coatings out there. I, I heard in the beginning uh, talking about acrylic versus silicone, um, you know, and the various types of coatings. Could you speak to that a little bit and maybe uh, describe what the difference is between an acrylic and a silicone and when one might make more sense than the other? Sure. Uh, you know, for, by and large, uh, the most, uh, most often used uh, coatings are, are either going to be acrylic or elastomeric. Uh, there's obviously bunch more options um but uh you know acrylics are, are water-based uh kind of cost-effective solution 
Um, they they tend to work well uh, in in dry climates uh, and and provide uh, decent value when uh, when you're either not a, a perfect flat pitch but still um, you know it's got some pitch to it. Um, they uh, they uh, are highly re reflective, um, you know, and are, are pretty easy to work with. Um, but there there's some some drawbacks. Uh, they they don't work well in ponding water situations. Um, you know, typically they're going to lose uh, mill thickness over time because uh, of weathering. Uh, they're going to be, being that they're uh, you know water based as it rains. Uh, you know they're they're going to wash away uh, over time, and and they also are going to need to be applied, you know, generally, typically at 50 degrees or above, uh, you know, manufacturer depending. Um, polyurethanes, um, you know, can can be a good option. They handle foot traffic pretty well. They're impact resistant. Um, you know, there's uh, aliphatic or aromatic polyurethanes. Um, aromatics are less expensive, but they're not UV stable, um, and they're are typically a base coat. Um, aliphatic are more expensive, but they are UV stable and uh, you know can stay cleaner than than most coatings out there. Um, they uh, they tend to be um, uh, a little bit more expensive than acrylics uh, and and they also have a very strong odor um, and that's where some of the weaknesses of, of that uh, particular situation um, but you know polyurethanes can be a great option for EPDM uh, they can be a great option for TPO without primer um, uh, butyl roof coatings um, they you know are, are fantastic uh, in some situations because they've got high elongation so it works great in cold storage um, you know, works good on, on uh, single plies. Uh, and then, then you've got, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the best options in silicone. Uh, silicones uh, can kind of be used in uh, most all situations, including uh, recoating previously coated uh, roofs. Uh, you, you've got the fact that, uh, you know, most silicones, uh, if you think about, you know, what what things are made out of silicone? Well, uh, you've got uh, you know ice trays uh, that that are made out of uh, silicone. You've got sure. uh, you know high end uh, you know parts that that handle extreme heat that are made out of silicone. So the the temperature range for silicone is is fantastic. Uh, you've got the fact that uh, uh, silicones uh, are extremely uh, UV resistant, um, have great weatherability, um, can be uh, used for rainwater catchment. Uh, you can do a, a lot of things um, with with silicone. Uh, they, you know, have their own drawback in that uh, they pick up dirt. Um, they they uh, tend to uh, get dirty. Um, uh, so uh, you're going to want to clean those. And you'll, you know, be looking to uh, uh, maybe uh, give a, give a new coat of silicone. Uh, you know, when uh, when necessary. Um, so 
that's kind of uh, and then sometimes you might need a primer, um, especially uh, over previously coated surfaces or metal surfaces. Um, but uh, you know they're not going to get hard and brittle, and they are also probably the best option for flat roofs or ponding. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of the breakdown. Yeah, that and that's that's fantastic. And as you, as you're describing this, you know, um, for for those that are not in the the coating industry or even uh, roofers who don't have a lot of experience with coatings, I I couldn't help but to continue to think um, coatings and paint <laughs> very similar in the aspect of a lot of things you described: water based versus oil based, and how easy it is to remove water based paints uh, based upon just just with a a wet cloth versus an oil based paint. Um, you know, you've got, you've got the, uh, the ability to go over the top of a painted wall, but you might need to prime it first. And, and, and in order to get that, that second coat of, uh, a paint to really adhere well and to, to be able to, to perform properly. So, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of similarities and a lot of, uh, being able to align that one thought process of painting to, uh, coating a roof is that is that fair is that kind of a, a good layman's way of, of understanding it yeah you can you can think about it that way um you know but uh definitely uh the coating is is uh obviously going to to become a, a roof system uh sure the, the application of it does tend to to lend itself uh to being able to be applied with a with a sprayer uh, or a, a roller, um, so there are some some uh, you know uh, similarities as far as application. Oh, looks like uh, looks like we've lost Adam. Adam, uh, if you can call back in uh, to the number here uh, at five one six four one eight five nine three six, I'd like to continue the conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know, as Adam was was beginning to say, uh, it looks like um, you know when it comes to coatings that yes, well there are some similarities to coatings uh, and paint with the aspect of thinking of water based versus oil based that type of thing. Um, it is definitely something that uh, it, it is a roof system in and of itself. Unlike a paint, is not going to supply the type of uh, waterproofing that a, a roof coating would do. Um, oh, good. Adam is back in here. Let me get him back on the line. Adam, we lost you there for a minute. But yeah, no, 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 no problem at all. No problem at all. But I'm was, glad uh, you got back on here. And uh, I was just, I was just kind of um, reiterating a couple of the things that you were stating, which is, which is that, you know, well, yes, there might be some similarities in, in the thought process of oil-based versus water-based roof coatings are a true waterproofing roof system as opposed to um you know a paint which is more of an aesthetic type of thing uh coatings are used as a waterproofing system uh in in lieu of going back with maybe a membrane uh roof system um what I did want to ask you with regard to coatings is uh, when it gets to the warranty on coatings, I think that this is one of the things that I hear quite often is that, you know, you can only get typically a 10 year warranty, maybe a couple more years with some, some companies out there and you can only get a 10 year warranty. And, and when that 10 years is up, that the coatings are, are 
gone at that point, and, and you certainly are going to have to undergo another roof project at that point. Um, can you clarify, is that true? Are the, do the coatings typically last only about 10 years, or, or, or and a warranty is typically only about 10 years long, and at that point, you're pretty much done with that coating, and you're going to have to undergo another roof project? Is, is that a true statement or not a true statement? Um, I, th I think that there's uh, there's a lot of um, you know debate on that. Uh, you know, some people tout uh, you know uh, 50 year warranties. Um, some people tout 10 year warranties. Some people tout 15 year warranties. Uh, the difference is not not all warranties are created equal, and uh, and the proof's always in the fine print, right? Um, you know, one thing that you definitely want to be aware of as a, as a building owner or a, a property manager is, is whether or not, uh, you know, your uh, warranty is just a material warranty. Um, does it cover the workmanship of the, of the contractor? Um, and what I mean by that is if something they did wrong happens to fail, uh, whether or not the manufacturer is going to back it up. Um, you'll find that very few manufacturer's warranties will uh, in include uh, workmanship defects. Uh, they're typically going to uh, only cover uh, defects in, in the manufacturing of the product itself. And, and sometimes they, they're only going to replace uh, the product, not the labor. Uh, to, to reinstall it. So uh, not all warranties are created equal. Um, definitely you want to make sure that you're getting um, sufficient coverage uh, and, and uh, adequate coverage for what the, not only what the contractor is installing, but also the, the term that your building needs to be protected. Um, you know, there are some cases where if you were just going to be flipping a property, um, you know, maybe uh, you need to sell this property, you need to address the issues before you sell it. Um, you know, maybe a 10 year warranty is good enough. Um, but uh, if this is something where you are going to be invested into this property for a long period of time, uh, where a 20 year warranty makes absolutely the most sense. Um, things to look out for um, in, in that uh, warranty. Uh, does it have a ponding water exclusion? Um, sometimes uh, there there are uh, uh, manufacturers that uh, that say that they are ponding water uh, safe, but they'll say um, as long as that roof is not wet for 48 hours uh, continually. Well, uh, that's great. That, that might work uh, in in some areas, but. Uh, if you get a bit of rain and it stays wet up there um, for for longer than two days, then that warranty's no good. And they're going to try to find pretty much any way they can to not, uh, you know, if the warranty is voided, not pay out if there's a claim. Sure. No, that's that's pretty pretty typical in the uh, roofing industry, isn't it? Where uh, a manufacturer they they like to uh, they they like to put a good warranty on there and then look for any excuse they can find to get out of you know honoring that warranty if possible. 
Um, when it comes to um, uh, these applications and, and having a roof installed, is there a manufacturer walkthrough at the end of these things to make sure that roof uh, coating systems were applied properly? Um, you know, in my day-to-day, uh, there definitely is. Um, you know, if, if you're not having somebody uh, take a look at, uh, at your roof at the end to make sure that all the, uh, you know, potential um, issues are addressed, um, especially all the seams, all the parapet walls, all the, um, you know, roof-to-wall connections, all the, um, you know, uh, control joints between, between roofs. Uh, if those aren't getting inspected, um, shame on you. Uh, definitely, you got to be aware of those things and got to make sure that, that those are being checked off. Uh, any, any, you know, in my opinion, any um, product uh, out there, it's only as good as the prep work that's done beforehand and, and the um, inspection to make sure that it was installed properly. So, yeah, um, great, great. Make sure so, that uh, as, as we come down to the last two minutes of the show, Adam, I just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that you had any opportunity to um, clarify any other uh, maybe misperceptions or maybe, uh, maybe make some um, uh, industry knowledge known out there to, to those who are listening that may have a building that is getting ready to go through um, or, or needing some kind of a restoration or replacement, uh, an overlay, all these different options to them. Anything else that you would like to, to add in there that maybe clarify some things and, and to give them some food for thought? Um, if you have a building right now, um, you 100% should do the due diligence to um, make sure that uh, um, there, there's no moisture in, trapped in the in the roof system. Um, get a, get a moisture survey done. Uh, then the next thing um, to check out a coating uh, because the cost savings, uh, facility lack, you know, not having your facility disrupted um, by cranes, by tearing off, putting you know. Uh, tons of uh, roofing material in, in the dumpster, um, not only being sustainable, but being uh, energy uh, savings conscious. Uh, the fact that you're uh, going to save, you know, probably anywhere to close to half of the cost of, of a traditional re-roof. Um, check it out. Uh, the, the advantages are, are so huge. Uh, you'd be doing yourself a disservice not to consider it. Um, and and uh, don't forget that, um, you know, consultants or, or you know, uh, contractors, uh, they, they typically are, are paid by, uh, you know, the total dollar that they, uh, you know, are installing. Um, so they might be suggesting a system that, you know, may or may not be uh, the best option for you, and uh, you can definitely consider uh, getting an opinion on on a on a coding system that's going to save you money now and in the future for your building. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Adam, thank you so much for, for being on today's show. It's been very, uh, very thought provoking, very uh, informative. 
And I, I certainly know I've learned a lot. I think you've brought a lot of great knowledge to building owners out there who have considered coatings in the past and maybe have heard some various opinions from different roofing contractors. And, uh, and that was the goal of the show today. So um, I definitely uh, appreciate you being on here. If you are on LinkedIn, please uh, go find Adam on there. If you're not already connected with him, uh, it's Adam Weinstein, um, E-I-N's. Uh, so on both the front and the back half of that last name. So, so please search him out, find him and connect with him on, on LinkedIn. And uh, I certainly know he'd be uh, more than welcoming to any uh, DMS that anybody wanted to send him with any questions that he might have that you might have. So again, Adam, thank you so much for being on. I I look forward to maybe having you on again as a future guest. Um, And uh, yeah, thanks again. Jeff, I really appreciate it. You bet. You bet. All right. So that was great having uh, Adam on for today's show. Uh, If you are listening to the show and it's something that you think that maybe you could help bring some some good uh, information to the industry, uh, bring some good content that would help building owners understand their roofs a little bit better and understand some various uh, options that are out there, some some misperceptions, maybe like with coatings that we talked about today. Uh, if there's anything that you think you could bring to the table on that, and you would like to be a guest, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can direct message me on there. Um, I'm happy to uh, have more and more guests on here. And if you are a building owner and you are exploring your various options, uh, I'm happy to help you out as well. Feel free to reach out to me and, and direct message me. There are just a ton of various options out there when it comes to taking care of the most expensive asset on your facility, which is your roof. And to not take it lightheartedly, it is something that you're going to have to undergo uh, at some point in the life of the building. And uh, when it happens, make sure you have all of those options in front of you so that you can make the best choice. All right. Thank you again for listening to Roof Talk Radio. I look forward to coming back to you again next Monday at 10 a.m. I'll be announcing what that show's about uh, in the coming few days. And uh, in the meantime, stay dry. You're listening to Roof Talk Radio.